Welcome to episode number two for the Joseph Podcast. I have yet to figure out a uh, name for it. So if you guys have any suggestions, please hit me up on my Twitter, which is Joe Spitta, uh, J-O-S-P-I-T-T-A. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is that as well. Uh, I got a guest here today, my friend Julio. What's up, Julio? Hey, so, hi, what's up? how you doing? Julio Rodriguez over here from the Hollister, California. Hey, we don't even care where you're from, bro. <laughs> so yeah, I got my boy Julio here. Uh, we're going to talk about Julio recently uh, became single on the market, if, if ladies are interested. Um, but yeah, he, he he's ready to single, ready to mingle. Um, so how's it going, man? How's, how, how's everything going? To be honest, uh, my life, I think, hasn't been better. You know, I feel I feel better about myself. The three months of the breakup, um, you know, I think this goes out to not just men, but women out there, too, is is you know you have to be with somebody that makes you happy and somebody that's going to better yourself you know you you can't settle because if you settle you're basically you're cheating yourself so i mean that that, that's kind of my advice yeah that's exactly why i'm single right now is because the person i was with uh maybe in their eyes they thought that they were the best version of themselves for me but they just were not bettering me yeah yeah, like I was telling, I was telling him off the podcast. Um, you got to find someone who works on themselves to make you as a couple better. So I think I'm in a relationship at the moment with my girlfriend. I won't say her name because I don't want to get spammed. But um, I'm in a relationship right now, and um, I feel like we work because we let each other do ourselves when it comes to our career. Um, and it comes to our personal life. You know, we don't try to do everything together. Or if we, do try to, if we do try to do something together, then we make it so we're, um, you know, um, we're um, balancing off each other. So that's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that, Julio. I'm glad to hear that. Um, any advice you would give us as someone? Yeah, I think it's like I said, like I was just saying, it's more of a also to maturity thing too. Is is uh, right now, uh, you know, I'm thanks for the shout out, Joseph. But obviously, right now, I'm not looking for for the next relationship because obviously, I was in the relationship for about four years, so you know that's a lot of time where where the other person rubbed off on me. So in other words, you know, I, I have some of those bad habits that maybe they had, and that's not to say that they, you know that they're the only reason why I didn't work. You know, obviously, you know, I have some fault as well with that. So I think it's also about, it's about reflection, you know? So, so if you get out of a breakup, you know, don't don't expect to jump in another relationship because it's just gonna, it's, it's just gonna end up me- messy and yeah. stuff like that. So I think I, it, reflection. I got you. Totally agree. I, I feel like a lot of people uh, get in relationships after they've been in a long relationship and it's, it just messes them with them mentally because they're not, they're expecting someone to do what that last person did for them. And you can't. You can't expect someone who you've been with for, you know, a long period of time or a short, even a short period of time, whether it's two months, three months. You can't expect the next person to do what that one person does. You can't let no, them. Exactly. You, can't, you, you can't. You can't expect that person to fill that void that that person didn't do. If that person wasn't good at, I don't know. You know, picking something to eat. You know, the next person that you date, you can't expect them to be good at picking something to go yes, out yeah, to eat. Exactly. You know, so you, you you have to. I feel like 
as people, we have to learn how to grow. Um, not only in ourselves, but, um, you know, in relationships. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you and your, uh, your, your lady or your ex, you guys could be growing, you know, without talking to each other. Exactly. You know? And, you know, who knows? You know, maybe a couple, couple of months, a couple, couple of years go by, you guys may get back together. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, who knows? You know, that's the beautiful thing about life. You, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, which, which brings me to my next point, you know? You have to, you have to, in, in life, you have to learn, you have to know how to, how to, um, take risks. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause the, the more you, the more you expect things from life and people, you know, cause I used to, I'll be honest, when I first got a relationship, you know, sometimes I would go out to the club, you know, expecting, okay, I'm going to hit on all these girls. Or I'm going to do this. And it's like, you know, so then what happens when, when, when that doesn't happen? Well, then I go home, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I have negative energy. I'm kind of like, damn, like, that sucks. I had a terrible time. But then if, if you go into things just, you know, just having a good time with your friends, you know, don't expect anything from, from, from it. I'm not saying lower your expectations. I'm saying don't expect, you know, anything from anybody, you know, especially after breakup. You're going to have a lot better time with yourself, you know. So I, I kind of recommend people do that. Don't, don't. Don't have such high expectations after a breakup because, like I said, this is a reflecting period. This isn't a time to to, to go. Excuse me. You know what? It, you you're not gonna. You may fill a physical void, but you're not gonna fill the emotional void. I think that's what Joseph's trying to hit on, right? Yeah. You're not yeah. gonna fill the emotional void. Yeah. How do you feel about uh? How, how I mean, how long do you do you feel like you're gonna be thinking about this? As far as like um, not really reminiscing, but learning from the experience that. That you've had. Well, well we, we know, like, you know, you know, boys and girls are different. So, like, biologically, you know, girls, you know, they say, you know, when, when they break up with the guy, they feel hurt and pain instantaneously. So, they feel that that, that kind of already, like, they've lost something instantaneously. Where the guy has that, that euphoric feeling of, like, man, I'm single. I can't wait. And he feels, he feels good for about, like, what do you say, two months, a month or whatever. And then the pain hits him at, like, month two. Like, man, I'm lonely. Whereas the girl, she feels lonely instantaneously. Yeah. So it's like, so I think right now I'm kind of going through that, like, man, like, I miss her. I need her. But the reality is I don't need her. You know what I mean? It's just all those feelings that just got, like, they're coming in. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're coming at one in. time. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got uh, you. I got you. I, I mean, I'm hoping that I get over. You know, I don't think you ever fully get over someone, but I'm hoping I'm able to cope with it at least in like six months, like like half a year. I don't know. What, what do you think, Joseph? I mean, and that, that's the, it's it's all up to you. I mean, it's all about perspective when it comes to that type of stuff. I mean, I don't really like to tell people what to do, how to live their lives. Um, I've learned that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, people, people yeah. are going to do what they want to do. They're going to, you know, they're going to act on what they want to act on. They're going to feel how they're going to feel. So I feel as if, if I tell you what to do, you know, if I tell you how long it should take, right. you know, everyone has a different recovery process. Right. Uh, I mean, you could, you know, you could find a girl tomorrow, you know, I mean, that's your prerogative. If you want to do that, you have that ability to do that. That's the, that's right. the beautiful thing about life. And I keep on saying beautiful thing about life because in life, we have to learn how to learn Why? from that's, our that's, experience. That's a good. That's a good point. Because if we're not learning, we're not living. That's true. And if we're not living, you're not. You know, you're not progressing. So I feel as if we, as humans, sometimes 
forget that. You know, we feel like we have to get everything around the first time and the first try. You know, sometimes things take one, two, three. I always, always use baseball as an example, you know. A batter has a batter, you know, bats four or five times a game. You know, he may not, he may get, he he may, he may not get a hit on the first four tries. But on that fifth try, he may get a hit. That's just perseverance. I'm reading this book right now. It's called The Grit. Great book, by the way. I forget the author, but it's some lady. Uh, and she's talking about that. She's talking about how mainly people who work hard get successful. It's not necessarily about talent. It's about working hard. Right. If you're working hard, you know, you could you could be the talented person in the world. Like, for example, we've seen, you know, I, I like to really think of sports because I'm a big sports guy. So we've seen guys, Hashim Tabit, we've seen Anthony Bennett, we've seen, um, who else? Uh, Kwame Brown. We've seen great guys who have beautiful talent, who has, you know, more talented than the top players in that, you know, draft. But they fall short. Because why? They don't work hard. Right. They don't know what they're worth. Or they know what they're worth, but they don't want to live up to the hype that they're worth. They've always had the athletic advantage. Exactly. Uh, privilege. Exactly. And, and and not only that, it's just they become... And it's not really about... I always thought it was about complacency. I always thought they got complacent with their with their lives. But it's not necessarily that. It's just some, Sometimes people get to a point in life where they aren't working hard enough. And, you know, I, for myself... I realized that, you know, when um, I was I, I was at, at, at this specific job and I wasn't, I was excelling in the job, but I wasn't really doing anything for my life. Like I was just excelling in the job. Um, so then I got into a program which enabled me to see my value and, and, and how I'm able to better myself because there's no point of being somewhere. Our being in a relationship, you know, I, I tie yeah. back to that as well, or, you know, doing anything if it's not going to better yourself. Exactly. Like, like, you have to take advantage of the opportunities you're in. Like, and if that's not working out for you, you know, it's okay to quit. Right. If, it, it, if you're not, if you're not thinking, or if you don't think you're in the position where you're bettering yourself, then I feel like you should quit. I mean, there's, you know, like I have a friend who had a job. And he felt he could do something better. And he kept on saying he was going to do it. And he finally did it. He quit and he acted on it. And now he's doing what he said he was going to do. So if you have to have an attitude, then I say go for it. You know, exactly. it's, 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 all about, it's all about living. You know, it's all about living and learning and acting on what you're I'm saying. Taking those risks. Taking those risks because, um, like I said, uh, I, I work with uh, with this with this gentleman as well, and you know he took the risk. And to be honest, uh, we were he was telling us he was gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. Um, like I'm, I'm gonna quit a couple months from now. I'm gonna save up some money. But one day he, he just came in, and he was he was scheduled to work that day. He just came in and, and they were hey, uh, where's your work uniform? Well, I think I'm, I'm quitting today. So, you know, he took the risk. Now, it's not only just taking the risk, but, you know, a lot of people, sometimes the other part is, you know, he quit. He, he did what he, had, what he had to do, but he also put in the work he had to do, you know, which is another thing is a lot of people, they're not willing to put in the work, you know, that's required for them to be successful. You know, they're always going to blame someone else for their, um, for, for their failures or their shortcomings. And, you know, and it just comes down to, like, you need to take responsibility for your own actions and 
and I kind of relate this back to my relationship too. It's like, you know, the relationship wasn't working out, you know, for whatever the reasons were, you know, yes, maybe it was a 50-50, maybe it was a 40, a 40-60, but the reality is at the end of the day, you have to, to, to take responsibility for your portion of that, of those mess ups. Because like, like Joseph's saying, you know, life's about learning, you know, in order to learn, you have to be receptive to your own mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and it's about, and also another thing, just to tie back on that, it's about taking accountability for your actions. You know, I mean, I mean, let's let's face it. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. I made mistakes before in the past, and you have to take accountability, and you have to learn from those mistakes. Because if you're not, then like I said before, you're not living. Um, you're not really living life. You're just of the world. You know, you have to. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says um, God made us. I think he said something around the lines of God made us uh, of this world, not to be in this world. Something, something, something along the line of that. But pretty much what the Bible is saying is that we have to learn to be of this world and learn from what we're, you know, experiencing, and not just to walk by life every day without learning from anything. Absolutely. You know, we just have to tie that in back into our life. And I feel like life is short, oh, and yeah, short. we forget about those type of small things that matter. I mean, it's the little things that matter, you know, when, when, when you're talking about, you know, I relate back to sports again, when you're, t- when you're talking about, you know, for example, Steph Curry, he's good, but there's a reason why he's good. Or he, well, he's not good. He's great. But, you know, he, he does the little things. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll cut sharp on the, on, on the screen, off the screen. He'll run around the court for 20 seconds and then get a shot with 23 seconds left on the shot clock. He'll he'll do a quick release shot. All that matters. He'll he'll stay at the gym, shoot 500 shots. All that stuff matters at the at at the moment when you need it. You know, we we could tie that back into our life. Or you say back into relationship, you know? That that text message in the morning to your to your uh, significant other. It matters. That you know, that good night text, that 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 calling text is checking in on that other person, seeing Absolutely. how they're doing. And I'm not talking about, you know, that can be relationships with your mother, with your father, you know, with your grandmother, your aunt, uncle, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You know, it can be relationship with anything. Uh, and I feel like we fall short of that sometimes. Oh, yeah. I definitely think, I, I definitely see that too, where, where I think a lot of people, you know, if if it's not benefiting them in that moment, then they don't feel the need to do it where, you know, they don't really see the long-term benefit of it where, uh, like just for saying that good morning text, it's like, you know, there may, it, it, it may not bring any gratification to you, but it might bring gratification to your significant other. Like we said, your mom, whoever. Now, maybe why people don't do it. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. But like I said, there, there's a, there's a long term. It's a long it's a long term, and in the long run, it's gonna benefit you because it's like you, your mom's gonna appreciate, it, your significant gonna appreciate it, or even buying flowers or the little things. You know, like, like I said, the little things matter. But like I said, I think it just comes down to to maybe just a maturity thing, where like like I'm guilty of it, where I think it's just. People want instant gratification. I don't know. What do you think, Joseph? I I think pe- people want instant gratification. That's absolutely the truth. I mean, people want instant 
I mean, and we live in a day so social media. You know, we get the news literally on our phone. You know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard. We're all waiting by our phone for this guy to yeah. sign with somebody. We're we're wanting for him. We're wanting him to sign with somebody. Like I'm, I've been on my phone, not doing anything, texting people, obviously. Right. But main thing I'm doing on my phone is on Twitter. We're waiting. For Refreshing that. Yeah, we're my waiting, Twitter we're waiting page. For that waiting for the Andrea Rosanowski text yeah. to say, "Hey, Kawhi Leonard signs with the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard signs with the Raptors." I'm waiting for that, and that's how that's how life is. But we have to learn that. Social media is not real life. Exactly. And we always want to relate things back to social media all the time. And I know people love to get retweets, get likes, and things like that. But it's not about that. What it's mainly about is living and learning from your mistakes. Um, I feel like we need to figure out as a society on how to balance our social media life. Like I saw a post on LinkedIn um, which is another social media site, but I saw, I saw LinkedIn about um, this girl. She had uh, she did an experiment, and she had taken she had she wasn't using her phone during work hours, which is pretty. I mean, which is which is not a big thing because a lot of people do that. That's what you're supposed to but, do. Yeah, you're supposed you know to do I mean? but, exactly right. <laughs> but I mean, I use my phone at work. I mean, but I work as a you know I I, I work in the in the cellular yeah, you know, yeah. business, so I do that all the time, but. You know, she was she was just saying her life was so simple without her phone being on her. She didn't she didn't she she didn't need for everything to be right. instant. Right. You know, she she was able to, you know, take a minute to think about proposals uh, for work, emails, things like that. She wasn't you know just sending texts out without I mean sending emails out without you know proofreading things like that. Um, but. The instant gratification, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a big thing that I think a lot of people, um, well, I mean, majority of, uh, of, of, of the world need to, we need to fix because if we don't fix it, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be bad. We're going to do, we're going to do bad. Well, I think like you hit on that point as well to go a little deeper too, is I think social media, it's, I think it was Joe Rogan or someone uh, said, you know, social media, it's like pornography for, you know, for everyday life because, you know, what we see in these pictures is, is does not always represent, you know, the true reality. You know, there's many times where, you know, when I was in a relationship, we take a picture, you know, and we look great, we look fine, but, you know, I might have been miserable that day because I wasn't feeling good. Or, or my girlfriend and I, we just, or my ex-girlfriend at the time, we got in a huge argument, but we, you know, but we have to take the picture because that's, that's, you know, that's status quo to show people we're happy. So it's like, we're seeking validation from others. And then other people are looking at that thinking, wow, they're so happy. And it's kind of like, you know, that's not always the case. So I think like Joseph was saying, it's just, you know, we're in an era where we seek validation. We compare our lives to other people. And so then when we're actually doing those things, you know what I mean? We have like a, such a high expectation and we're, we're always let down. We're always disappointed. So, so then with all those things, 
what do we always do? We're always seeking the next best thing. And I think that's a very unhealthy mindset. It is. So. Definitely unhealthy. And it's definitely reasons for us to be worried about where we're headed at as a society. I feel as if we need to fix that type of, fix that state of mind. Do, do you think like now, you know, Joseph and I are both big sports fans, you know, or I'm a big basketball fan. Joseph's a big sports fan, I should say. Um, do you think, you know, social media has changed free agency because like of the instant gratification, because, you know, things are changing so quick now. Do you think that? Well, I think a lot of players in the NBA, I, I mean, there's been a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of reports like I, I I, I watch the I watch NBA media daily, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but there's been a lot of reports that players, a lot of players, check their social media accounts, you know, during half times. Mm-hmm. You know, like Kyle Kuzma tweeted during yeah. halftime, yeah. uh, you know, during the season one time. Um, it, 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 Kyle Kuzma, this fool, this, this dude will tweet, you know, before working out, things like that, right. or you know. Um, so I feel like, I mean. You know, there, there's there's a balance that right. that 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 we need to have um, as a society on social media. Because let like, me ask you this: do you, do you think if Kobe Bryant, you think he'd be tweeting during halftime? No, no. But Kobe Bryant's a different breed. Like I talked about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely, absolutely. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a different breed. Kobe Bryant is not of this world. Like he's not. But like, even players in that generation, do you think that they they're, they're, they're yeah? There are some players. Do you like, think there are? Yeah, like Kevin Garnett, Chris Webber. You think they would? Those those type of guys, they'd definitely be on social media if that was around. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I'm not cutting that slack. Chris yeah, Webber, okay. Chris Webber for sure. But Kobe, I mean, Clay Bryant, different breed. He's different breed than all those guys. Those, right. those, those those guys are different. But just to talk about free agency and what social and how big of a social media plays in it, I mean, look at Kevin. Look at look at Kevin Durant. Right. Like this dude. Was gonna announce on his website where he was going, and Adrian Rosanowski, you know, stole his shine. <laughs> he announced for him, you know, where he was going. Like three hours before, he said he was going on his website. Um, so that, that, that probably cost Kevin Durant. I, I mean, I'm not sure if his I mean, website has mo- uh, makes money. It does for clicks, things yeah. like that. So, so you know, it like, affected him. It it affected cost, him. I mean, not a lot. But I mean, I mean, grand scheme. I mean, you know, grand grand scheme of things. He probably doesn't care. Right. But it's about, you know, the impact of social media right. and frequency and how big of an impact it has. Like, we need to, we don't, we don't understand. I don't, I, I, I don't think we understand that um, as a yeah, society, how big of an impact social media has, not only on sports, but our lives. Like, 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 like Donald Trump. Right. This, this, this guy can tweet something and the whole world starts, you know, talking about his, his tweet for the next three days. Right. It's Donald Trump. Right. Like, why are we focused on what Donald Trump is doing? Exactly. Or tweeting about. I, I mean, I get he's our president, but why are we focused on what he's tweeting about? Why do we care that he has a Twitter? Like, if he wants to tweet something, let him tweet. Like, we don't have to give that attention. Like, right. One more thing before you talk. One more, one more thing before yeah, you say yeah, something. Yeah. My bad. OJ Simpson started a Twitter. Why are we going to... Why Why are we going to follow OJ Simpson just to give him attention? <laughs> People are yeah, exactly. following this guy... To get him attention, and then people are saying, "Oh, why does Justin have a Twitter?" Because you're following him. That's why he has a Twitter. You guys giving him attention. He's seeking attention. Or I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I I was gonna hit on that too. I think that you know social media has some some uh, some good things, some bad things. But yeah, I definitely think the bad things are the fact is, you know, we give the wrong people the. Ooh. 
we give the wrong. Sorry, I was watching wrestling the summer league basketball. Sorry, <laughs> we 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 give the wrong people the wrong no. We give our attention to the wrong people. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I get you. I get yeah, you. I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. You're saying that we we put too much uh, thought into uh, opinions. Exactly, and and especially the things that don't matter. Like, you know, can, I take it. Maybe it matters to you, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like there was a. You know, I was on YouTube the other day, and I, and I saw this guy who invented this uh, this packet. And it, it makes dirty water, like muddy water, and has like with, with like a whole bunch of bacteria, chlor like chlorine or not, that's not chlorine, uh, water that has like like fluoride in it or a bunch of these chemicals, right? He made this powder that cleans the dirtiest water that you could see, right? Now this is a big, big time invention because for under for, for like underdeveloped countries like Africa or whatever, and it's kind of like wait a minute, I'm just hearing about this right now. Well, how long has it been on the market? Oh, it's, you know, about two, three years, whatever, like, they, they were working on. It's like, why aren't people like 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 that, that have the potential to save millions and millions of lives, or even, I would even go and say a billion lives in the lifetime of it, why are they getting, why aren't they getting the attention? And it's just, like, where are our values in a society? I think that's kind of, like, where it comes down to. Yeah, our values are definitely more about, um, Getting getting attention, like people, like Drake says, like Drake Drake says a line, like something about like uh, like 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 people, like people um, seek um, attention. People uh, people do stupid stuff, like 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 rappers do stupid stuff to seek attention. Right. And he was like, I, I remember it was it used to be music that did it. People don't expect pe- people aren't expecting their art or you know whatever they do their occupation to give them attention anymore. They want. They want their acts or whatever they're, you know, they're, they're portraying to be, to give them attention. Like, 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 it's about like, like for example, like, like, like so many YouTube artists are famous now. Like podcast people are right. famous now. Like I started a podcast mainly because I wanted to express my views. Um, but I mean, there there are famous people because they make podcasts, and I don't know if they can be famous or anything like that. I'm just trying to express my views. Um, if this is a perfect platform to do so and make a difference in people's lives, you know, change people's perspectives on how they're and how they're viewing things. Um, but people definitely don't value, um, true, uh, I mean, true, um, attention. I mean, people, people, people seek attention now on different types of stuff that, that, you know, so. But like, like, uh, it's not like I guess what he's trying to say. Positivity. It's not. It's not positive. It's, it's, it's something that's not going to affect the world, you know, the positive way tomorrow. It's all negativity. Like you know, it's, it's, um, you know, who, what rapper slept with what rapper? Who cheated on who? Who's dating someone else? Like, well, who cares? Like, what? How is that going to affect the world? Yeah, like for example. Yeah, like law, like little Nas X, like I was like old time. He came out as gay. Yeah. Like, who cares that he's gay? Exactly. Like, like people are saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna listen to him." Okay, don't listen to the guy. But who? Like, at, at the end of the day, like the way the guy lives, the the way who, people who care, who, the way he attracts to other people. Right. Like, why does that matter at the end of the day? Like, why does that matter? And, and I'm not gonna lie, because people are gonna talk about my type of views. I used to be totally against the type of stuff. I'm not gonna lie. 
But then I thought about it. I'm like, people are going to live the way they want to live. Exactly. People are going to do what they're going to do. Exactly. So I respect people's lives at the moment. I've, I've learned from my old thinking and I've gotten uh, progressed as a human being in my thinking. And people are going to live how they want to live. You can't change the way someone's going to live their life. Oh, exactly. You can't. And I feel like social media definitely tries to do that. Um, another thing you were talking about was how we give attention to the wrong things. Um, I feel like Jaden Smith, another perfect example. This dude's making clean water for Flint, Michigan. I don't know if you knew that or not. And people aren't talking about it. Flint, Michigan, you know, place in um, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, has like the dirtiest water in America. Uh, well, one of the dirtiest waters in America. Appalachian is like another one. But he's making a way for them to have clean water in the in the community. And the government is not helping finance it. He's doing it all from private donors and all from his pocket. Um, and I feel like that should definitely get more publicity than um, people coming out. You know? I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about people coming out because, you know, we want people to express themselves. We want people to um, have the ability to let other people express themselves and not be scared of, not, not not to be afraid of who they are as a human being. But we need to learn how to value certain things, I feel like, as a society. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely, that's definitely is Like, where, where are our values? Where are, where, you know, where do you want to go as a society? And, and currently, you know, right now, like, you know, I think the one positive, you know, kind of switched gears here. One positive about social media, though, is um, I think, like, for example, right now I'm going to school for urban planning because my goal is to be city manager, you know. And one of the one of the things that I want to change about my city of Hollister is, is we have a huge housing crisis in California. We're building tons and tons of houses, right? So the point is... A lot of my town was a very small town. It's a very rural town, um, and one way social media has kind of changed the platform is, you know, I can put my opinions, I can put my campaign. If I decide to run for city council, if I decide to, to run for mayor one day, you know, if I, if I decide to do that, and, and I've solidified myself in the community, and I have a bunch of followers, like friends from high school, you know, I can, I don't have to pay tens and tens of thousands of dollars. You know, for for Cron Four to come out and, and do a segment on me, I don't have to pay money for for, for somebody to uh, promote me. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, we're seeing a different age where you know, like even like rap in the rap um, or not the rap, uh, the music industry. You know, you don't have to pay these big labels yeah. to be successful. So in some ways, it's good, but then in, in some ways, it's like we also have like um, a surplus of just you know, of, of more people, I guess, more, more people's opinions. So I, I think in some ways it's good. Like I said, like, you know, I'm trying to make a difference. You know, I might yeah. be able to make a difference through social media. I definitely feel, I definitely, definitely, definitely agree with you because uh, there's a lot of people who I know personally who are doing a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, for their community. Like, um, like there are rappers mm-hmm. who I know mm-hmm. who are um, promoting themselves through social media. Like, Demarie, I know him personally. His his uh his rapper name is Top Notch Chizay. Uh, then Ani Two Dope, also another per- also another guy I know. I grew up with, played basketball with. Who those are two guys who 
shout out to them. Listen to their record. Uh, those are those, those are two guys I know who are promoting themselves through social media. Like that's what they're doing. Like like this just, just last week they were promoting they were uh, performing at Pride. Only reason why they got that was because well one 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 they're hustlers. But another thing is they're they're promoting themselves to social media, so people are finding out about them. They they performed at other events like the Bay Area things like that. And I mean, I mean, they're not like you know, they're they're not Tygo or anybody right, right. like yeah, that. Yeah. But they're just starting, and it sure beats you know ten years ago where you couldn't do that. Yeah, definitely. now you can do that. You know, so it's it's gonna save them, you know, six months, maybe a year, you exactly. know, in their development as rappers, you know, to get to where they want to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I feel as if social media is a huge platform. Yeah, definitely. I, I was talking to, um, there's a, a couple local coffee shops that just opened up uh, in my town. And, and the guy was telling me the same thing. He says, you know, you could really tell the age difference and the uh, generational differences. He's saying, you know, a lot, a lot, all the old people that come to the coffee shop, what do they have? They have newspapers. You know what I mean? So it's like, there you go. Like, you know, st- something you got to pay for, something that, that, it's not free, you know what I mean? Or, or totally different, just totally different. Whereas, how do we get the news? Our generation. Yeah. We get on our phone. Breaking, so, well, 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 I call I, I call our generation the headline. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't read the article, we yeah. just read the headline. Yeah, we just, we just read the headline. And with the, with the older generation, it's like, you know, they're just hearing about Kevin Durant next morning. Well, we heard about it the night before. So, yeah. So it, it's like, in some ways, social media is good. In some ways, it, it, it's kind of, it kind of, I don't know, polarizes. It kind of like, like, like you said, the headline, you know what I mean? It kind of like, it gets you to think one way, I think. That's what the headline is. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, and, and, and if you're thinking against the grain, you know, you're going to be talked about. People lose their job over their opinions. And I mean, me personally, I don't feel like like, like that's right. But um, for example, like people like 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 for example, cops who are working in the community, they 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 are a uh, they are associated with like KKK club or right. or like a white supremacy group. I, I feel like those type of people should lose their job because they're they're working in the community where it's predominantly yeah, exactly, exactly. My, you know minorities. Right. Um, but they're losing their job. Because of social media. I mean, it's their fault that they have that kind of stuff. And like I said before, they deserve to lose their job if they get found out about that kind of stuff. They shouldn't even have that stuff to begin with, though. Like, social media should not be that powerful to the point where you lose your job just for being associated or affiliated with a group. Back in the day, if you were... Back in the day, I mean, I know I'm going back in the day. But historically, if you were associated with a group, you know, it was usually hidden. Or you're, you know, you didn't want people to know that you were associated with the, you know, with, with like, you know, the KKK or things like exactly. that. Because, because, because you would be, well, I don't know, back in the, it was different for different, you know, areas of the, areas of the country, but like the Northern, you know, Northern side of the country, you didn't want people to know that you don't want people to think that you were, you know, a racist, a racist. Or, or even not even KKK, just, just, just like certain. The South groups, was totally yeah. different though. South was totally different. I want to get that, you know, just points taken real quick. South was totally different. People were people embraced that that racism uh, in the South. Absolutely. How, how do you feel about um, 
you know, back to social media kind of thing. How do you feel about social media, like in YouTube and Google, Netflix, or uh, actually, I don't know about Netflix, but Google. Like, how do you feel about th- this? Is kind of what I hear. I'm not sure if if it's true. How do you feel about like YouTube and all these places, uh, platforms, uh, censoring? You know, certain speakers. Well, uh, what's her name? I forget. I forget that girl's name, but she's hella annoying. Candace Owens. No. Um... Uh, AOC, what's her name? Alexander. Oh yeah, Alexander Cortez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so she was supposed to speak in the Congress this morning, or that. I, I think it was last week, maybe. But I, I saw it today, where uh, she was saying that. Um, uh, she, I mean, I, I knew this already, but you know how people, you know how like the government, pretty much Facebook, Google, you know, um, other apps have the ability to, you know, pretty much just watch you and right. know what you're doing at all time, things like that. Um, so she was talking about that. She was talking about the, the invasion of privacy and the impact that social media has is not right. But at the same token, um, it can help it can help catch terrorists. Things right. like that. So I mean it's kind of a tough question to answer. It's kind of a tough pill to swallow when it comes to, you know, just like saying, Oh, get rid of it, you know. Right. Or um, you know, Things like that, but I don't know. Yeah, because from what I hear, I guess a lot of like uh, conservative, you know, con- conservatives, they feel like they're being censored on Facebook or they're being censored. You know? And that's not to say, obviously, that I'm not saying I agree uh, with what they're saying or I'm not saying that, that I stand by them. But one thing, one thing that I, that I do think is if people are being censored, like censored meaning like, you know, oh, I don't like your opinion, so you can't say that. You know, do they have the right? Because uh, they're not protected by freedom of speech because it's like their platform. You no. know what I mean? So it's kind of like, well... Well, freedom of speech doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. Like, people can say things and they get fired and they, they have to job. Like, like, like I was saying before, like, you can be associated with a white supremacy group as a cop and the next day someone finds out about it you're, you're fired. fired. Which is deserving so, like I said before. Right. Which is deserving so. But... That's the power of social media. That's how powerful exactly. social media is. Just literally one click, one like, one share. You could, I could, I could like a post on Twitter. My girl texted me, "Oh, why are you liking that post right. that, that girl that that girl posted?" So it's kind of like you're not like, yeah, you're not going you to jail. Like, like, <laughs> like, why are you like? Why does it matter if I like her pose? Like, it doesn't exactly. matter. It exactly. does, like at the end of the day, it does not matter. Or like, I could like a post and someone says, "Oh, you think? Oh, you think that? You think, uh, you think that Donald Trump is right?" I maybe no, I would just post maybe, it because I want other people to see what he was saying. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like it's like you know, just because you like what somebody said doesn't mean you like them as an individual. Just because you agree with them on one sentence, I think doesn't mean like, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times because one of my best friends, he's a conservative, mm-hmm. and he thinks totally different than what I think. But we're able to have a conversation about topics that are political. Right. And they're not they're not like they're not fist fights. They're not arguments. Exactly. They're not oh yeah uh yeah uh, liberals uh, are uh, are progressive and they suck and they and they cry all the time. Yeah. And they're sensitive. You know, they're not none of that. They're basically just intelligent or intellectual intellectual um, conversations that we have. And I feel as a society we have to get better at doing uh, that we have to get better at accepting each other's opinions. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying accept someone who's racist or accept someone who's sexist or 
or who's a homophobic, things like that. I mean, obviously, those type of things are wrong thinking. Um, but we, at the end of the day, we have to learn how to we, we we have to learn how to respect each other' opinions because, like, we're going back to relationships. You guys aren't always gonna be on the same page. Like, you and your girlfriend or boyfriend or significant oh, other yeah. are always not gonna be on the same page. That that, that 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 that's one thing my mom has always my mom taught me growing up is that you have to learn how to you have to learn how to work things out with someone that you're not um, in agreement to. Oh yeah, because. At my job, I work with people every day that I don't agree with. I don't agree with the way they work or the work ethic, things like that. So if I let that kind of stuff bother me, you know, I'm not going to develop myself at all. And I think that's the the society social media is creating is it's creating society of like, well, if you don't like it, you can go tell your HR or, you know, I'll go tell HR. You can go tell somebody else. You can go report them. You know, it's kind of like that's not really creating a healthy work environment it's or not, healthy environment in general because it's kind of like you know you tell them yeah you, even I would even go to the extreme of saying you know I, I've met some people who have some I, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't deem them as racist I wouldn't say they're racist but I guess you know society, society would. would deem them as racist because our society is very very progressive but I've talked to people who are you know I guess considered racist and you know what you have to understand where they're coming from because there's a reason why they feel that way I'm not saying it's right but there's a reason you know once you start unraveling the reasons and the whys you know you can start to kind of understand their perspective a little bit better you know I think that's how you make change is you need to understand people's perspectives because there, there's a lot I mean, there's, there's so many issues that Joseph and I can talk about that are you know issues that are so complex but really need to understand the issues you know if, if so another to understand issues you have to learn to be uncomfortable you have to learn to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions because the only way you're going to change the other person's opi- opinion or their views is to understand them first that's, yeah that's and, yeah I, I definitely agree and, and just last word on this we're about to head out um i feel as if we have to become because i'm because because i'm i'm studying for my mba um, and uh, the course I'm taking right now, one of the courses I'm taking right now is about, you know, being a better communicator um, and how communication uh, creates a more healthy life for you, you know, professionally, obviously, because I'm uh, working for it, but also, you know, through your personal life, um, not allowing others to affect the way you're feeling, uh, but also, you know, listening to people. So I feel like we need to become better listeners as a society. Like, and what I mean by that is, you know, people listen, right? But they listen to, you know, revert back yes. their uh, their opinion. Like, like, like they're not listening to agree with you or, you know, to see what you're saying or to comprehend what you're saying. They're listening to say, oh, okay, so you think that? Oh, okay, well, here's what I think. Like, that's not the way you exactly. grow. Exactly. Like, I used to think like that all the time. Like, I would be in my class debating or I would be, you know, on Twitter debating with somebody uh, and I would just go off, you know, on them. But I learned you have to, you have to listen and then you comprehend what they're saying and then you come up with a response. Exactly. There's a certain way to communicate what you believe and how you believe. Uh, but Julio... 
that's all we got for today. Thank you for uh, coming in. Um, any last words you want to say? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me. This is actually my first podcast ever, so I thought it went pretty well. And like I said, uh, I think I'm glad we're ending on a positive note because a lot of podcasts, they, they like to end on a negative note. So, you know. It's all about positivity. Yeah, exactly. we got to keep that positivity. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in to episode two. Uh, like I said before, like I say every time, follow me on Joe Spitta, J-O-S-P-I-T-T-A. I forgot how to spell for a second. <laughs> on Twitter and on Instagram and go ahead and like my podcast and share it please bye welcome people to the third edition third episode of the flip a coin podcast that's right I came up with the name excuse me I came up with the name thanks to my boy Aaron Sanders, he um, helped me come up with that name. Um, so, wherever you are, Aaron, however you may be listening to this, I appreciate it. Um, I definitely was struggling with that. That's why I, I, I've been calling it the Joseph Podcast <clears throat> for the past couple of days, or perhaps a couple of episodes, and with the help of him, because he also has a podcast, which is... Uh, one perspective to another. Um, I'll try to leave a link on one of my pages about it. Uh, so you guys can uh, follow up with his podcast because it's very interesting. Um, but, you know, I wanted something simple, not too complex. Um, I'll, you know, that way people don't have to, you know, try to guess what I'm talking about or who I am as a person. <clears throat> if you know me, you know, some things I say, I'm not... 100% on, like I said on my current episodes, if you guys listen to them, I said something along the lines of um, Harrison Barnes is 25, he's actually 27, uh, so sometimes I, I I don't say the right stuff, so um, basically the reason why I called it Flip a Coin Podcast, the reason why I titled it that, was because it's 50-50, you never know what you're going to get out of me, but you are going to get 100% effort from me every single week uh, on the topics I'm talking about. Uh, so let's push that to the side and let's go ahead and go deep into uh, our podcast today and our topics. Pretty much, I want to talk about the NBA free agency, which includes the freaking Kawhi Leonard fiasco. Uh, I have my Laker jersey on right now as I'm um, talking about this. So I have a lot of pride. I'm a big Laker fan. You guys know that. Um, But... um. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, he fooled everyone. He, he, he pulled the Houdini. Um, like, no one saw him going to the Clippers. I don't care who you are, what sources you had. Chris Carter, Chris Broussard, Stephen A. Smith. You can name them all. None of them saw him going to the Clippers. But Jerry West is the freaking GOAT. He has, he's the one that got KD to... Uh, to 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 Oakland, he got Shaq pretty much to to L.A. I mean, it's just this guy is freaking Houdini, dude. I I can't stand Jerry West. I wish the Lakers would have grabbed him because we would have for sure gotten Kawhi with uh, Jerry West. Excuse me, guys. Sorry, those kind of dry right now. 
Uh, but you guys know I'm going to talk about the Lakers and how this how this affected um, the Lakers free agency because you guys know um, that the Lakers were the second favorite to get Kawhi Leonard. I don't care what nobody says. They were the second favorite to get Kawhi Leonard. So, Palinka, you know, I've said some things about him that aren't good. <clears throat> and I've a lot of times have taken the back seat to defend him. Um, but he actually made a phenomenal roster and I think a championship contender with the addition of uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, then he got Quinn Cook. Now, the thing about Quinn Cook and DeMarcus Cousins, I want to talk, I want to start with those two guys because they're Warriors, our former Warriors. Uh, I live in Bay Area, like you guys know. I watched a lot of Warrior games. I've pretty much watched an 82-game season for the Warriors. They're on every night uh, for the most part. Um, Quinn Cook is a great player. Oh, great role player. I'll, I'll, I'll use that great player lightly uh, because there's not a lot of great players in the NBA anymore. So I'll say a great role player as long as he knows his role. Um, he's not a good defender. He can't get to the basket easily. Uh, he's just not a player who is highly skilled and talented. He can create his own shot, though, which is pretty good at. Uh, and I think he learned a lot from Steph Curry. Uh, so being behind Steph Curry for the past three, maybe it's been three years, I think. Three years, I want to say. Um, yeah, it's been three years because he got that he had that uh, that that ten day contract. Because I remember I was working for the G League team while he was on the uh, the San Cruz Warriors, and uh, I used to talk to him sometimes uh, during um, practice and things like that. But as a side note, just had to name drop that for a second. Um, but anyways, um, I like I like Quinn Cook. I mean, I, I don't think he's gonna get a lot of minutes. He's for sure not gonna start, um, but he'll probably get you know a good 10, 12 minutes a game. Uh, just to give uh, LeBron a breather from, uh, you know, his his point guard road. And which is nothing I want to talk about, but I'll get to that later in the podcast. Uh, and then we kept, I'll talk about our retainment. We were able to keep Caruso, which if you're a Laker fan, and if you don't like Caruso, then you're not a Laker fan. Caruso is a freaking baller. He balls out every day. He comes to work every single day. And, you know, he may not get all the flashy highlights all the time, even though he dunked on somebody. I forgot who it was. Um, but, you know, he, the dude comes to play. He plays hard. You know, he, you're, you're going to get his full effort no matter what. It doesn't matter if we're down by 50, if we're up by 50. He's going to play the same way. It doesn't matter. Uh, so Caruso, I think he's not going to get starter minutes, but he'll for sure be a backup point guard, I think. I think he's going to have more minutes than Quinn Cook. Uh, and then Rondo, another guy that I think he's going to get more minutes for um, them because Rondo was horrible defensively. Horrible defensively. Oh, my Lord. I don't want to talk about Rondo defensively. Uh, but, yeah, another thing I want to talk about um, about the Lakers free agency, um, which I think is getting slept on a lot, is Avery Bradley. Um, Avery Bradley, Troy Daniels, those type of guards who can shoot. Uh, Troy Daniels really can't play defense really well. He's just, a, he's just an elite sharpshooter. Uh, but we got Avery Bradley, who I think um, maybe can start. And we got Danny Green, who can also start as well for that position. The thing I like about what the Lakers did was that they implemented championship players into our offense. Uh, Danny Green, uh, LeBron James, already a championship guy. Um, AD, not really a champion, but, I mean, let's let, let's face it. With If, if Cousins was still 
I mean, if Cousins never got hurt, they could have went deep into the playoffs. They could have went to the Western Conference Finals. Um, now, I'm not saying they would have beat the Warriors second round. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying they had the potential to beat them uh, with, with uh, Boogie. Um, but, yeah, um, I think uh, a lot of – who else did they get? I'm sorry. Avery Bradley's not really a champion, but uh, he's, a, he's, a, he, he's, he's a proven winner. Uh, when he's on the Clippers, he was a proven winner. The Clippers then traded him, I think, to the Grizzlies, I want to say. Um, and he was a, you know, he was a guy on there. He started on the Celtics. I thought he was one of the best defenders in the league at some point. Uh, but when he got shifted and traded, different fits, different schemes, uh, fit players differently. Uh, and that's the thing about the NBA that a lot of people don't don't understand. A lot of casual fans don't understand is that a player could be good in one system, and then he gets another system, and he's not good. Same thing, you know, same thing, similar with the NFL, but I think it's a lot harder um, in the NBA uh, to fit into a new system than it is in the uh, uh, in the uh, NFL, but that's a different talk for a different day. NBA is just a lot more um, intellectual, intellectual. Um, you know, it's it's a lot more cerebral, you know, you you have to know the game if you're in certain offices, like for, for example, Danny Green Learned the game from Greg Popovich. Went to Nick Nurse system. Did the same thing. I know he started in Cleveland, uh, but he, he he was able to do the same thing. Um, and 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 he improved honestly. I think when he went to um, San Antonio, um, a lot. Uh, he became a knockdown 39 percent free throw. I mean, a three point shooter. So the guy's just a baller. Uh, I'm really excited for this Laker team. Uh, I don't have a, a, a prediction yet for one loss because. I got to see preseason. I got to see training camp. I got to see how these guys fit into each other. Uh, and I got to see if we get Iguodala. If we can get Iguodala, if the Grizzlies buy him out, I'm thinking they won't do that. But if they do buy him out, uh, I think we can uh, get Iggy. And if we get Iggy, watch out. I mean, it's already LeBron. The thing that people aren't thinking about is, um, and, and this is when I get into the uh, the, the NBA reaction uh, to the Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George combo. Like, Thing about AD, AD was I want to say he was number seven in plus or minus uh, for RPM last year. The dude didn't even play all eighty-two games. He didn't play. He didn't even play hard the games he played in, and he still averaged twenty-six and ten. I want to say twenty-six and twelve, something ridiculous. A guy doing that when he's not even trying for a team he doesn't want to play for. Watch out for AD. Uh, get an MVP this year. You know, I didn't say that. There's a guy, one of my friends. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to put him out like that. But he said AD might win MVP. And and I agree. AD can win MVP. I think LeBron James can average a triple-double this year. You know, I think, he, I think he can get 25, 10, and 12. I, I can easily see him doing that this year. LeBron is going to be... people. What people don't understand is LeBron is going to be so fresh. LeBron hasn't been fresh for nine seasons. LeBron has not had this long of an offseason before. He's going he's gonna to tear up the league. He's only 35. 35 is not old. Michael Jordan won his last championship, I think, when he was 35, 36. So, 35 is not old at all. Um, also, uh, I don't think the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combo is better than the AD and LeBron combo. I think the best combination in the league is... LeBron now, well, I mean, we don't know how LeBron and AD are going to be, but let's face it, you got a six eight guy who can dribble the ball. You got a seven foot guy who can dribble the ball. The 
They both can shoot perimeter from the perimeter. They both can play defense. They both can block shots. I mean, it's it's like you're. I mean, this is like Shaq and Kobe on steroids. Like this is that good of a combination. This is like Kareem and Magic. I think this is this is more Kareem and Magic than it is Shaq and Kobe. I'm not saying they're as good as Kareem and Magic. We don't know yet, but I mean, do we really? Do we really think they're gonna suck? Like, I get it. The Clippers have a better bench. Um, they're more deaf uh, at the uh, position uh, with the um, with the guards. They got Lou Williams. They got Patrick Beverly. Um, they got they got a, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, Montrell Harrell. Um, they got a lot of they, they got a lot of great guys. So they got Zubak, which I think the Lakers should have kept, but we would have never been able to get our guys. Without trading him, so I think I'm for a reason. Uh, but um, there's a lot of conversation on Twitter, and I'm getting tired of seeing it. The league is balanced. The league is not balanced at all. Oh, anybody can take it. There's ten teams in the league that can take it. There's four teams in the NBA who are gonna be champion. And please come back to this next June. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks. And the Sixers. Those are the only four teams who are going to win the championship next year. No other team are going to win it. I know you have your outsiders, the Rockets. I'm a big James Harden fan. If you know me, you know that. You got the Wizards, who got Bradley Bill, and who got, what's his name back? Um, uh, uh, John Wall back. I don't know. I don't see Bradley Bill making it through the season with the Wizards, by the way. Um, and then you got, who else you got? You got the Celtics. Come on, Kimba. And then Cancer. Come on, like... Like, no, that, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly in the East at all. And then the, the Raptors, aren't, I don't think the Raptors are going to make the playoffs next year. They got Siakam and they got Lowry and they got Fred Van Fleet, the captain. So, I mean, this is really bad. It's not bounce at all. Um, there's four teams, four powerhouse. That's all you got another. Uh, last thing about basketball. So, I'm watching Summer League basketball just because, like, you know, I love basketball. So, you know, I want to see these young guys perform, but I'm watching this, and this is worse than WNBA. The NBA needs to do something about this. This is worse than WNBA. I'm watching the game tonight, and it's the score is 90 to 92. There's 20 seconds up on the shot clock. There's a three different, different shot clock to game clock differential, and you guys aren't fouling. I, oh, and then they, the coach comes on the actual court and tells them the foul. I don't understand the IQ level, where you're at, where you're not fouling in that position. Um, WNBA, there's there's a lot of good teams out there. Seattle Storm, then you got the then you got the Sparks with Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker. And then you got um, the Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, because there's two Aces, Las Vegas Aces, with Ija Wilson. I think that's how you say her name. And then Kelsey Plum. Um, and then you got um, uh, the Liberty with uh, Tina Charles, who's a Hall of Famer. I mean, the WNBA, I mean, I, you, guys may, you guys may get bored because I'm talking women basketball. But it's a lot better than watching Summer League basketball. Like, if you have a chance... Just, just, just give it a just, just, just give it a half. You don't have to watch the whole game, but if you want to watch a good team, 
watch them play basketball at a fast pace, really good um, chemistry, and actually play the game of basketball um, and not watch these guys just play pickup basketball. Uh, Las Vegas Aces, um, and then also the uh, you got the Connecticut Suns, I want to say that. Those two teams, I think, are going to go to the finals. I, I don't know if they're in the same conference. I don't know that much about WNBA. and I just know the teams and some of the players. Uh, but I love those girls. You know, they, they play hard. They're not making a lot of money. Uh, they don't do it for the family. They do it for the love and the, for, for, for the passion of the game. And, and you got to respect that. Uh, side note, while we're talking about ladies, I want to give a huge shout-out to the women's soccer team for taking down Netherlands uh, and winning the second championship World Cup in a row. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't I don't know how, if I said that correctly. Um, shout out to all the girls in that squad. I don't forget that one chick's name who's in a relationship with Susan Bird uh, or with Sue Bird. Um, but go girl, you're good. Um, the one with the weird hair color, uh, with she has pink hair color. Um, but shout out to you guys. You guys are doing great. Um, but yeah, I mean the next thing I also talk about. Uh, just I mean I know I'm I'm kind of ending my podcast at the moment, so, um, right on this episode, so pretty much I want to talk about football season, because it's coming up, and I'm a big football fan, so I will be giving weekly picks when football season is up, best believe that, uh, I'll be releasing them on Sunday morning, if you guys want to uh, stay tuned for that, and I'll also be doing college football picks as well, uh, and I'll be releasing that probably Friday uh, on my Flip a Coin um, podcast. Um, so once it comes gets closer to football season, I may you may see me drop two podcasts a week. Um, I usually like to keep it you know slow and do you know one po- podcast per week, uh, but uh, you may you may see me do two. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, with that being said, um, the Raiders are going to be pretty good this year. I'm a big Raider fan. Um, it's their last year in Oakland, um, just like the Warriors. Uh, but hopefully the Raiders actually do it right um, and win the last game <laughs> in the Coliseum. <laughs> a little diss to the Warrior fans. Oh, another thing, you know, I'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I love um, what the Raiders have. I love what John Gooden is doing to their team, uh, building a really great winning culture. Um, guys who actually want to win. Um, a B, you guys may hate him, but the guy's a freaking winner. He's a born winner. Um, and then you got guys. Um, like um, Derek Carr, you got uh, Jacobs uh, from Alabama who hasn't signed yet, but he will sign probably. Um, I mean, just a winning culture. A winning culture. You you love it. You love it. You love it. Um, and then <clears throat> my team for the Dark Horse are actually the Vikings. A lot of people are sleeping on the Vikings, um, mainly because Kirk Cousins didn't have a great fantasy football season. But if you look at his numbers last year, he only threw 11 picks, even though two of them were <clears throat> excuse me. Two of them, I think, were pick sixes, um, but he didn't throw that many picks last year. Um, and I think he, I want to say he threw 32 or 30 touchdown passes, I want to say. I don't have the stats in front of my face. Um, you guys can fact check me on that. But um, I think he has a big year. I'm, I'm predicting Kirk Cousins throws over 5,000 yards this season. Um, and I'm saying this, you're hearing this right here. Kirk Cousins wins the MVP. For any gambling person out there, any persons in Vegas, uh, anybody listening that wants to put a, you know, hundred bucks on someone to win MVP, put your money on Kirk Cousins. You heard it here first. Believe me, Kirk Cousins will be MVP this year of the 2019-2020 season. He's going to ball out. 
It's his second season with the Vikings. New OC. Well, kind of. Um, it's just, he's, he's, he's ready to go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching all the mini camp stuff. I'm seeing what he's saying. I'm seeing what the OC saying about the run game. Um, how they're going to take some pressure off of uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I see him throwing for 5,000 yards this year. At least 5,000. Uh, with that being said, my Super Bowl prediction, my too early Super Bowl prediction, because <laughs> it's very early, uh, is the Vikings versus Chargers. Uh, I think those are the two teams that are going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. Um, Chargers and Patriots, that's my AFC Championship, if they're, if they're uh, coordinated correctly. Um, Vikings and Bears, uh, that's probably not going to happen because they're in the same division. But if they are, I think they're going to be the two best teams in the NFC. Um, so there you have it. Um, Chargers, they got a great team. They're bringing every single guy back. They're bringing Hunter Henry back, who was out last year with, a I want to say, ACL injury. Um, there are Melvin Gordon, obviously. He's in a contract season, I want to say. Uh, then you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams coming up. Another dark horse guy. And for all the fantasy football people, Artavis Scott. Go check him out. If he's available to pick him up through a waiver for any dynasty guys out there, go pick him up. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, that's all I got to say. Actually, that's not all I got to say. I'm going to give 45 seconds to dedicate to the Warriors fans who think they're the freaking best team to ever come to planet Earth. Listen, there's good Warrior fans and there's horrible Warrior fans. I had an argument with this guy just because he thinks the Warriors are going to win this, uh, the uh, NBA Finals next year. Like, he thinks Clay Thompson's going to come back during the regular season before the All-Star break. It's just like... I uh, Like... It's just like arguing with the with the wall. Like like you Warriors fans don't know what you're talking about half the time, and and I'm from the Bay Area, and Bay Area people, Bay Area sport fans, they usually know their stuff. Giant fans, A's fans, Warriors fans, but some of you fans are very 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 horrible and a disgrace to the Bay Area. Um, so that's all I got to say for today. Uh, that's all I got time for for today. Uh, so if you guys can, please go subscribe to my new, well, don't subscribe to anything, but uh, listen <laughs> to my new uh, podcast on Anchor, uh, or you guys can listen to it on Spotify as well. Look me up. Um, and then also go ahead and follow my um, Instagram uh, at flip a coin, uh, flip um, underscore coin. Uh, go ahead and I'm sorry, flip underscore a coin. Uh, so go ahead and follow that if you can. Um, if you can't, it's okay. Uh, but I still appreciate you guys' support and tuning in for this week. Welcome, people, to the third edition, third episode of the Flip a Coin podcast. That's right. I came up with the name. Excuse me. I came up with the name thanks to my boy Aaron Sanders. He, um, Help me come up with that name. Um, so, wherever you are, Aaron, however you may be listening to this, I appreciate it. Um, I definitely was struggling with that. That's why I, I, I've been calling it the Joseph Podcast <clears throat> for the past couple of days, or perhaps a couple of episodes, and with the help of him, because he also has a podcast, which is 
uh, one perspective to another. Um, I'll try to leave a link on one of my pages about it uh, so you guys can uh, follow up with his podcast because it's very interesting. Um, but, you know, I wanted something simple, not too complex, um, I'll, you know, that way people don't have to, you know, try to guess what I'm talking about or who I am as a person. <clears throat> if you know me, you know, some things I say I'm not 100% on, like I said on my current episodes, if you guys listen to them, I said something along the lines of um, Harrison Barnes is 25, he's actually 27, uh, so sometimes I, I I don't say the right stuff, so um, basically the reason why I called it Flip a Coin Podcast, the reason why I titled it that was because it's 50-50, you never know what you're going to get out of me, but you are going to get 100% effort from me every single week uh, on the topics I'm talking about. Uh, so let's push that to the side and let's go ahead and go deep into uh, our podcast today and our topics. Pretty much, I want to talk about the NBA free agency, uh, which includes the freaking Kawhi Leonard fiasco. Uh, I have my Laker jersey on right now as I'm um, talking about this, so I have a lot of pride. I'm a big Laker fan. You guys know that. Um, but... um. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, he fooled everyone. He, he, he pulled the Houdini. Um, like, no one saw him going to the Clippers. I don't care who you are, what sources you had. Chris Carter, Chris Boussard, Stephen A. Smith. You can name them all. None of them saw him going to the Clippers. But Jerry West is the freaking GOAT. He has, he's the one that got KD to... Uh, to 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 Oakland, he got Shaq pretty much to to LA. I mean, it's just this guy is freaking Houdini, dude. I I can't stand Jerry West. I wish the Lakers would have grabbed him because we would have for sure gotten Kawhi with uh, Jerry West. Excuse me, guys. Sorry, those kind of dry right now. Uh, but. You guys know I'm going to talk about the Lakers and how this how this affected um, the Lakers' free agency because you guys know um, that the Lakers were the second favorite to get Kawhi Leonard. I don't care what nobody says; they were the second favorite to get Kawhi Leonard. So, Palinka, you know, I've said some things about him that aren't good, <clears throat> and I've a lot of times have taken the back seat to defend him. Um, but he actually made a phenomenal roster, and I think a championship contender with the addition of uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, then he got Quinn Cook. Now, the thing about Quinn Cook and DeMarcus Cousins, I want to start with those two guys because they're Warriors, our former Warriors. Uh, I live in the Bay Area, like you guys know. I watch a lot of Warrior games. I've pretty much watched an 82-game season for the Warriors. They're on every night uh, for the most part. Um... Quinn Cook is a great player. Oh, great role player. I'll, I'll, I'll use that great player lightly uh, because there's not a lot of great players in the NBA anymore. So I'll say a great role player as long as he knows his role. Um, he's not a good defender. He can't get to the basket easily. Uh, he's just not a player who is highly skilled and talented. He can create his own shot, though, which is pretty good at. Uh, and I think he learned a lot from Steph Curry. 
Uh, so being behind Steph Curry for the past three, maybe it's been three years, I think. Three years, I want to say. Um, yeah, it's been three years because he, he had that 10-day uh, that, that contract. Because I remember I was working for the G League team while he was on the uh, the San Cruz Warriors. And uh, I used to talk to him sometimes uh, during um, practice and things like that. But as a side note, just had to name drop that for a second. Um, but anyways, um, I like I like Quinn Cook. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes. He's for sure not going to start. Um, but he'll probably get, you know, a good 10, 12 minutes a game. Uh, just to give uh, LeBron a breather from, uh, you know, his his point guard road. And which is another thing I want to talk about. But I'll get to that later in the podcast. Uh, and then we kept... I'll talk about our retainment. We were able to keep Caruso, which if you're a Laker fan, and if you don't like Caruso, then you're not a Laker fan. Caruso is a freaking baller. He balls out every day. He comes to work every single day. And, you know, he may not get all the flashy highlights all the time, even though he dunked on somebody. I forgot who it was. Um, but, you know, he, the dude comes to play. He plays hard. You know, he, you're, you're going to get his full effort no matter what. It doesn't matter if we're down by 50, if we're up by 50. He's going to play the same way. It doesn't matter. Uh, so Caruso, I think he's not going to get starter minutes, but he'll for sure be a backup point guard, I think. I think he's going to have more minutes than Quinn Cook. Uh, and then Rondo, another guy that I think he's going to get more minutes for um, them because Rondo was horrible defensively. Horrible defensively. Oh, my Lord. I don't want to talk about Rondo defensively. Uh, but, yeah, another thing I want to talk about um, about the Lakers free agency, um, which I think is getting slept on a lot, is Avery Bradley. Um, Avery Bradley, Troy Daniels, those type of guards who can shoot. Uh, Troy Daniels really can't play defense really well. He's just, a, he's just an elite sharpshooter. Uh, but we got Avery Bradley, who I think um, maybe can start. And we got Danny Green, who can also start as well for that position. The thing I like about what the Lakers did was that they implemented championship players into our offense. Uh, Danny Green, uh, LeBron James, already a championship guy. Uh, AD, not really a champion, but, I mean, let's let, let's face it. With if, if Cousins was still, I mean, if Cousins never got hurt, they could have went deep into the playoffs. They could have went to the Western Conference Finals. Um, now, I'm not saying they would have beat the Warriors second round. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying they had the potential to beat them uh, with with uh, Boogie. Um, but, yeah, um, I think uh, a lot of – who else did they get? I'm sorry. Avery Bradley's not really a champion, but uh, he's, a, he's, a, he, he's, he's a proven winner. Uh, when he's on the Clippers, he's a proven winner. The Clippers then traded him, I think, to the Grizzlies, I want to say. Um, and he was a – you know, he was a guy on there. Started on the Celtics. I thought he was one of the best defenders in the league at some point. Uh, but when he got shifted and traded, different fits, different schemes, uh, fit players differently. Uh, and that's the thing about the NBA that a lot of people don't don't understand. A lot of casual fans don't understand is that a player could be getting one system, and then he gets another system, and he's not good. Same thing, you know. Same thing, similar with the NFL. But I think it's a lot harder um, in the NBA. Uh, to fit into a new system than it is in the uh, uh, in the uh, NFL, but that's a different talk for a different day. NBA is just a lot more um, intellectual. Intellectual, um, you know, it's it's a lot more cerebral. You know, you you have to know the game if you're in certain offenses. Like for for example, Danny Green learned the game from Greg Popovich, went to Nick Nurse system, did the same thing. I know he started in Cleveland. 
Uh, but he, he he was able to do the same thing, um, and 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 he improved honestly. I think when he went to um, San Antonio, um, a lot. Uh, he became a knockdown 38, 39% free throw. I mean, a three point shooter. So the guy's just a baller. Uh, I'm really excited for this Laker team. Uh, I don't have a, a, a prediction yet for one loss just because I got to see preseason. I got to see training camp. I got to see how these guys fit into each other. Uh, and I got to see if we get Iguodala. If we can get Iguodala, if the Grizzlies buy him out, I'm thinking they won't do that. But if they do buy him out, uh, I think we can uh, get Iggy. And if we get Iggy, watch out. I mean, it's already LeBron. The thing that people aren't thinking about is, um, and, and this is when I get into the uh, the, the NBA reaction uh, to the Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George combo. Like, the thing about AD, AD was, I want to say he was number seven in plus or minus uh, for RPM last year. The dude didn't even play all 82 games. He didn't play, he didn't even play hard the games he played in. And he still averaged 26 and 10, I want to say. 26 and 12. Something ridiculous. A guy doing that when he's not even trying for a team he doesn't want to play for? Watch out for AD uh, getting MVP this year. You know, I didn't say that. There's a guy, one of my friends. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to put him out like that. But he said AD might win MVP. And, and I agree. AD can win MVP. I think LeBron James can average a triple-double this year. You know, I think, he, I think he can get 25, 10, and 12. I, I can easily see him doing that this year. LeBron is going to be... people. What people don't understand is LeBron is going to be so fresh. LeBron hasn't been fresh for nine seasons. LeBron has not had this long of an offseason before. He's going he's gonna to tear up the league. He's only 35. 35 is not old. Michael Jordan won his last championship, I think, when he was 35, 36. So, 35 is not old at all. Um, also, um, I don't think the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combo is better than the AD and LeBron combo. I think the best combination in the league is LeBron. Now, well, I mean, we don't know how LeBron and AD are going to be, but let's face it. You got a 6'8 guy who can dribble the ball. You got a 7-foot guy who can dribble the ball. They, they both can shoot perimeter from the perimeter. They both can play defense. They both can block shots. I mean, it's... It's like you're, I mean, this is like Shaq and Kobe on steroids. Like, this is that good of a combination. This is like Kareem and Magic, I think. This is, this is more Kareem and Magic than it is Shaq and Kobe. I'm not saying they're as good as Kareem and Magic. We don't know yet. But, I mean, do we really, do we really think they're going to suck? Like, I get it. The Clippers have a better bench. Um, they're more deaf uh, at the uh, position uh, with the um, with the guards. They got Lou Williams. They got Patrick Beverly. Um, they got they got a, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, Montreal Harrell. Um, they got a lot of they, they got a lot of great guys. So they got Zubac, which I think the Lakers should have kept, but we would have never been able to get our guys without trading him. So things happen for a reason, uh, but. Um, there's a lot of conversation on Twitter, and I'm getting tired of seeing it. The league is balanced. The league is not balanced at all. Oh, anybody can take it. There's 10 teams in the league that can take it. There's four teams in the NBA who are going to be champion. And please come back to this next June. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Sixers. 
Those are the only four teams who are going to win the championship next year. No other team are going to win it. I know you have your outsiders, the Rockets. I'm a big James Harden fan. If you know me, you know that. You got the Wizards, who got Bradley Bill, and who got, what's his name back, um, uh, uh, John Wall back. I don't know. I don't see Bradley Bill making it through the season with the Wizards, by the way. Um, and then you got, who else you got? You got the Celtics. Come on, Kimba. And then Cancer. Come on. Like, like no. That, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly in the East at all. And then the, the Raptors aren't, I don't think the Raptors are going to make the playoffs next year. They got Siakam and they got Lowry and they got Fred Van Fleet, the captain. So, I mean, this is really bad. It's not bounce at all. Um, there's four teams, four powerhouse. That's all you got another. Our last thing about basketball. So, I'm watching Summer League basketball just because, like, you know, I love basketball. So, you know, I want to see these young guys perform. But I'm watching this, and this is worse than WNBA. The NBA needs to do something about this. This is worse than WNBA. I'm watching the game tonight, and it's, the score is 90 to 92. There's 20 seconds up on the shot clock. There's a three different, different shot clock to game clock differential. And you guys aren't fouling. I, oh, and then they, the coach comes on the actual court and tells them to foul. I don't understand the IQ level where you're at, where you're not fouling in that position. Um, WNBA, there's there's a lot of good teams out there. Seattle Storm. Then you got the then you got the Sparks with Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker, and then you got um, the Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, because there's two Aces, Las Vegas Aces with Ija Wilson. I think that's how you say her name, and then Kelsey Plum, um, and then you got um, uh, the Liberty with uh, Tina Charles, who's a Hall of Famer. I mean, the WNBA. I mean, I, you guys may you guys may get bored because I'm talking one basketball, but it's a lot better than watching summer league basketball. Like, if you have a chance, just 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 give it a just, just just give it a half. You don't have to watch the whole game, but if you want to watch a good team, watch them play basketball at a fast pace, really good um, chemistry, and actually play the game of basketball, um, and not watch these guys just play pickup basketball. Uh, Las Vegas Aces, um, and then also the uh, you got the Connecticut Suns. I want to say that. Those two teams, I think, are going to go to the finals. I, I don't know if they're in the same conference. I don't know that much about WNBA. I just know the teams and some of the players. Uh, but I love those girls. You know, they, they play hard. They're not making a lot of money. Uh, they don't do it for the family. They do it for the love and the, for, for, for the passion of the game. And, and you got to respect that. Uh, side note, while we're talking about the ladies, I want to give a huge shout-out to the women's soccer team for taking down Netherlands uh, and winning the second championship World Cup in a row. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't I don't know how, if I said that correctly. Um, shout out to all the girls in that squad. I don't forget that one chick's name who's in a relationship with Susan Bird uh, or with Sue Bird. Um, but go girl, you're good. Um, the one with the weird hair color, uh, with she has pink hair color. Um, but shout out to you guys. You guys are doing great. Um, but yeah, I mean the next thing I also talk about. Uh, just I mean I know I'm I'm kind of ending my podcast at the moment, so, um, right on this episode, so pretty much I want to talk about football season, because it's coming up, and I'm a big football fan, so I will be giving weekly picks when football season is up, best believe that, uh, I'll be releasing them on Sunday morning, if you guys want to 
Uh, stay tuned for that. And I'll also be doing college football picks as well. Uh, and I'm releasing that probably Friday uh, on my Flip a Coin um, podcast. Um, so once it comes gets closer to the football season, I may you may see me drop two podcasts a week. Um, I usually like to keep it you know slow and do you know one po- podcast per week. Uh, but uh, you may you may see me do two. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, with that being said, um, the Raiders are going to be pretty good this year. I'm a big Raider fan. Um, it's their last year in Oakland, um, just like the Warriors. Uh, but hopefully the Raiders actually do it right um, and win the last game <laughs> in the Coliseum. <laughs> a little diss to the Warrior fans. Oh, another thing, you know, I'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I love um, what the Raiders have. I love what John Gooden is doing to their team, uh, building a really great winning culture. Um, guys who actually want to win. Um, a B, you guys may hate him, but the guy's a freaking winner. He's a born winner. Um, and then you got guys. Um, like um, Derek Carr, you got uh, Jacobs uh, from Alabama who hasn't signed yet, but he will sign probably. Um, I mean, just a winning culture. A winning culture. You you love it. You love it. You love it. Um, and then <clears throat> my team for the Dark Horse are actually the Vikings. A lot of people are sleeping on the Vikings, um, mainly because Kirk Cousins didn't have a great fancy football season. But if you look at his numbers last year, he only threw 11 picks, even though two of them were <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Two of them, I think, were pick sixes, um, but he didn't throw that many picks last year. Um, and I think he, I want to say he threw 32 or 30 touchdown passes, I want to say. I don't have the stats in front of my face. Um, you guys can fact check me on that. But um, I think he has a big year. I'm, I'm predicting Kirk Cousins throws over 5,000 yards this season. Um, and I'm saying this, you're hearing this right here. Kirk Cousins wins the MVP. For any gambling person out there, any persons in Vegas, uh, anybody listening that wants to put a, you know, hundred bucks on someone to win MVP, put your money on Kirk Cousins. You're ready here first. Believe me, Kirk Cousins will be MVP this year of the 2019-2020 season. He's gonna ball out. It's his second season with the Vikings. New OC. Well, kinda. Um, it's just he's 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 ready to go. I mean, I'm 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 watching. All the mini camp stuff. I'm seeing what he's saying. I'm seeing what the OC saying about the run game. Um, how they're gonna take some pressure off of uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I see him throwing for five thousand yards this year, at least five thousand. Uh, with that being said, my Super Bowl prediction, my too early Super Bowl prediction, because <laughs> it's very early, uh, is the Vikings versus Chargers. Uh, I think those are the two teams that are gonna make it to the Super Bowl next year. Um, Chargers and Patriots. That's my AC championship if they're if they're uh, coordinated correctly. Um, Vikings and Bears. Uh, that's probably not gonna happen because they're in the same division. But if they are, I think they're gonna be the two best teams in the NFC. Um, so there you have it. Um, Chargers. They got a great team. They're bringing every single guy back. They're bringing Hunter Henry back, who was out last year with a I want to say ACL injury. Um, they're Melvin Gordon, obviously. He's in a contract season, I want to say. Uh, then you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams coming up. Another dark horse guy. And for all the fantasy football people, Artavis Scott. Go check him out. If he's available to pick him up through a waiver for any dynasty guys out there, go pick him up. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, that's all I got to say. Actually, 
That's not all I got to say. I want to give 45 seconds to dedicate to the Warriors fans who think they're the freaking best team to ever come to planet Earth. Listen, there's good Warrior fans and there's horrible Warrior fans. I had an argument with this guy just because he thinks the Warriors are going to win the, uh, the uh, NBA Finals next year. Like, he thinks Clay Thompson's going to come back during the regular season before the All-Star break. It's just like... I uh, like it's just like arguing with the with the wall. Like like you Warriors fans don't know what you're talking about half the time, and and I'm from the Bay Area, and Bay Area people, Bay Area sport fans, they usually know their stuff. Giant fans, A's fans, Warriors fans, but some of you fans are very 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 horrible and a disgrace to the Bay Area. Um, so that's all I got to say for today. Uh, that's all I got time for for today. Uh, so if you guys can, please go subscribe to my new, well, don't subscribe to anything, but uh, listen <laughs> to my new uh, podcast on Anchor, uh, or you guys can listen to it on Spotify as well. Look me up. Um, and then also go ahead and follow my um, Instagram uh, at flip a coin, uh, flip um, underscore coin. Uh, go ahead and I'm sorry, flip underscore a coin. Uh, so go ahead and follow that if you can. Um, if you can't, it's okay. Uh, but I still appreciate you guys' support and tuning in for this week.